All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Kaminsky for the Dave Dubot team. And today, if you're ever thinking, oh, I'm just an average guy, I can't probably get into real estate. It's probably not for you. I've got Andre on the phone here out of Ontario, who's going to tell you a story that might just sound like yours. Andre, how are you doing today? Very good. I'm excited to be there. Thanks for having me. Now, you got the French last name. I wasn't even going to try to climb that ladder to give it to the people at home. <laughs> <laughs> so my last name that? is Denomé. Oh, there you Andre go. Andre Denomé. Very, very, very French. So you're uh, you're originally out of Quebec, and then you moved to Ontario. Um, tell people how, I like what you were talking about before, that you thought about real estate, didn't do it, and then eventually pulled the trigger. So tell people how you got started. And ultimately, how you got addicted to real estate. Well, so how did I start it? I want, I always been interested. I bought my first house to live in. I was 21 years old, so I started really early. I understood the importance to own my own house. First, I didn't want to give my money to other people. I wanted to buy a house and build capital towards my equity, towards my uh, my future. So that's the way mm -hmm. it started. And at the time, I was still married. And we were talking about buying multiplex and stuff like that. We had no idea what we were talking about, but we were interested into it. But me being a military, uh, we knew we were going to uh, to be transferred somewhere at some point. And I had a little bit of uh, issues to understand how I could trust people with my own properties instead of myself doing the stuff. So we never jumped in it. Then got transferred in Kingston, Ontario in 2009. Uh, life happened got divorced, uh, stayed here in Kingston. She stayed here in Kingston. Good rapport, good kids. We're, everything is that, everything is going well. So always at my house. Uh, and then COVID hit, like everybody else, We uh, the world stopped, right? So we started to work from home and uh, ended up having a little bit too much time on my hands. So I did, said, you know what? It uh, might be the time to do something. So I talked to the bank. The bank said, you know what? You cannot buy a second house. I don't like when people, people say no. So I said, okay, I need to find a way around it. So one of my friends uh, was doing Burr's, uh, Burr's strategy. And he introduced me to the idea. And at the end of the day, I said, you know what? You don't want to give me money to buy another house. So I flipped my own house. I was living in it. I legalized the basement and I had a legal duplex. And then they appraised the house and I was able to move to the second house. So without even knowing, I had my finger right in it and it took the old body and I went through and here I am. I'm an investor right now. So I started my second house, same thing, refinance, number three, number four, number five, and now I'm, I have 10 doors. So was it easy? The answer is no. The big challenge was the banks. Financing mm -hmm. is uh, has really slowed down in the last two years. Everybody, everybody is aware of that. So I've been lucky. I've been able to stay in the market. I've been able to buy uh, in a process right now of refinancing to buy house number six and add two doors to my personal portfolio. So um, you'd mentioned that you're in military. I saw, we, you know, we talked, we touched on it a little bit, but how do you feel that, or do you feel that that, that kind of military background has helped you, has held you back? How does that play into your real estate investing? But I don't think I need to tell you that in the military, you need to be disciplined, right? Yes. So that helped me 
a great deal since I started. Uh, I'm also one of my uh, one of my quality is I'm organized. So the the discipline and the organization uh, played a big role so far, and it's still playing a big role because yes, I'm an investor, but I also started my property management company. If you're not organized in property management, it's impossible to have success there. So I'm really happy to have the discipline and have the organization skills that is needed. So that military helped me a great deal to achieve what I'm achieving right now. And so you mentioned you, you'd started that property management company. Um, Definitely, you have to be disciplined. Definitely, you have to be organized. Are you just managing your own portfolio or have you started managing for other people yet? So, no, I'm managing for other people. So, when I started my own conversion of my own house, I said, you know what? I'm going to have tenants living in my basement. I'm not going to hire a property management company. So, wh what I did is said, I said, okay, so I, I'm going to try to do it for other people. So, I called a property management company to ask... <laughs> You know, maybe it's a little bit fishy, but I asked them, how would it work if I would hire you to manage my property? So I got the baseline of what property management is all about. Mm -hmm. and then I started to uh, talk a little bit about that. And, uh, you know, a few friends referred me to other people. And uh, yeah, so it started started slowly. And uh, now uh, now it's uh, it's going well. So I'm managing my home for sure. And mm -hmm. I'm also managing for other people. Okay. And so... You know, that's kind of, we, we were kind of right into the middle of like where, where you, you know, how you got here. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about the day to day, you know, you're growing your portfolio. How many doors a year would you say you're averaging as you grow this thing? So you mean how many doors am I managing right now? Yeah, like uh, not a managing because uh, we can talk, touch on that. But yeah, sure. How many doors is your company managing right now? So right now we are around 40. So it slowed down in 2023, and uh, I was trying to understand why it slowed down because, you know, we are having good customers, and uh, we, we got few in, few people sold, stuff like that. So we kind of hit a plateau in the last few months. And uh, the only answer I have is the uh, investors start to see us as an expense instead of being a team member. Yeah. And why do I say that is... Everybody's aware interest rate is going through the roof. People, lots of people on variable rates. So what's happening? Less cash flow. They look at us. That's an expense. So yeah. lots of people are managing their own stuff. When once I think they they should not. But it's my personal opinion. Of course, I'm going to talk about property management. I'm not going to say mm -hmm. no. You don't need us. Uh, I think once the interest rate is going to start to go back down i think there would be more people seeing us as a team member instead of expense that's the only explanation i can get about yeah this. i mean it's that and and we're seeing that across the board in in other podcasts and other investors that i talk to it's just that that there's only one way to save money and it's the, and it essentially isn't is to save money but yeah. you know i think we're of the same opinion it's probably gonna cost you money by self-managing because there's the time the mm -hmm. mistakes, a bunch of things across the board, tenant screening. People are terrible at screening their own tenants. Yeah. But the you know what? We do it for a living. Management. Yeah. Right. And they and and if you're managing one or two, you might only screen four or five people a year if you even have turnover. And so yep. like the reality is that you guys are 
more versed, you're going to find better tenants, less problems. And it's a small price to pay. You know, when we moved some of the portfolio that we have right now off of self-management into uh, property management, yes, there's always challenges, but who do they call? Not me. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. Property management company. So you got to really, you know, if you're at home thinking, oh, should I have property management? My vote is yes. Obviously, Andre is saying yes. He runs I will say double yes. <laughs> so let's no, talk ju about your people just need to understand the added value that we bring to a portfolio, meaning the you don't need to think about is it my is my phone's gonna ring at two because the ceiling is dripping? You know, mm -hmm. you don't need to worry about that because you have a company that takes care of it. So that of yeah, course I'm gonna talk about that. Right? right? Yes, exactly. So your portfolio right now, you met you you had said that you have a couple of doors and you've been acquiring slowly. Um well, at a pace that you're comfortable with. I don't like to use the word fast or slow because really, I think real estate's about acquiring properties at your pace you're comfortable <laughs> with. So what does that look like for you right now? Like this year, what have you managed to acquire? What are you looking to acquire this year? So 2023 was a good year for me. So I, mm -hmm. I bought, I closed on a house at the end of 2022 and I closed on another, another one uh, beginning of June. So these two have been really good for me for, you know, good return on investment. I'm in the process of refinancing another one to purchase early 2024. So I wanted to be at a rhythm of buying two properties per year for two to three years. And then, because it's the first five years is the hardest, right? So when I'm going to start to refinance, I'm going to probably be able to go faster. But right now, I think with two per year, because uh, I do second, you know, legal secondary suites or legal duplexes. Mm -hmm. So it lots of money going into the renovation part of it. And yeah. since the beginning, I'm going solo. I'm by myself. I'm not, I'm not, I don't do not have partners, not because I don't want to is because I didn't have to so far. Mm -hmm. So I would like to keep, so when I say I have 10 doors, I have hundred percent of 10 doors. Mm -hmm. So, so far it's been working well for me. So at this particular moment, I'm in the process of refinance house number four to go buy house number six. That's what it is at the moment. And hopefully beginning of uh, 2024 would be on the market. And you'd mentioned uh, all of the properties right now are in Kingston. Yeah, everything is in Kingston. So it's easy for me to manage. And also I go work in these houses. When they are in my own house, I go work in it every day. So yeah. it's not like I have to commute really far to go uh, to go to the project. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Kingston's uh, a, a student town. Yeah? There's there's lots of students. Just Queen's University is about 30,000 30,000 students, but we also have St. Lawrence College. I'm not mm -hmm. sure of the number. I don't want to just throw a number. St. Lawrence College is that many, but it's pretty big too. So yeah, there, there's lots of uh, students rental, but th these properties are really hard to find. And if mm -hmm. you find it, you got to be ready to pay. Well, do you find that the people moving into your rentals are students or or do you have students applying and they're failing the, 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 the screening? We, we have students once in a while. Uh, we are, you know, in a family, family neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So do we want student? Not, I cannot say no, but there's always a risk of ruining your relationship with your neighbors. Mm -hmm. If you are, we call it student, student ghetto in Kingston, you know, you're going to have students around you. So if you buy a house to live there, you know what's coming with it. So yeah, when you go more in a family neighborhood, yeah, it, to throw student 
if they are just partying and be loud, you're just ruining everything around. So we're trying to stay away. But we had experience in the past with very good students that we were renting places to them. So it just the screening process, you were talking about it earlier, so that it's key. Because mm -hmm. if you have a good screening process and you have students applying for your units, uh, chances are you can find if that's going to be good people or not so good people. Okay, so let's look at three years uh, from today. Today, it's October the 20th. Yep. And uh, 2023. So from here to 2026, what's your what is your strategy and what do you hope to add to your business plan over the next three years that maybe you're not doing yet? So I am at the end of year one of my five-year plan. So if I'm going to project myself and at the end of 2026, I'm going to be getting into my last year of my five-year plan. So what I want to get, you know, I have a number in my head. I don't need to share my number, mm -hmm. but I have a number in my head for my own properties. It's not about the amount of doors for my own properties. It's what I'm going to be able to cash flow in four years and two months from now. But I also have the property management company that I want to grow because we are a one-stop shop. When I say one-stop shop for investor in Kingston, if we have investor from, let's say you're from Manitoba, you say, Andre, I would like to invest in Kingston. So mm -hmm. perfect. So first, I work with a real estate uh, agent that is focused on investment. So we can find a house for you. Then you choose you want it or not. If you want it, we get the plans going. We apply for the permit. Then once we have the permit, we do all the work. When the work is done, we have occupancy permit, we find tenants, we manage a property. So it's 100% ends off for people outside of us. So I want to keep offering that on the long run. But I also want to make sure that AD Property Management, my company, is, has grown enough to have enough staff in there that if I say I'm going to Spain for a month, mm -hmm. I can just go to Spain for a month. Instead of, I went to a, to a trip with my kids and their girlfriend this summer and uh, to visit my brother in Belgium. Just to be able to leave, that was that was not even fun. So I want to get to the point. And in my, at the end of 2026, I hope I'm going to be at that point already that I'm going to have reliable staff member on the team that I can just say, you know what? I'm leaving and I have the peace of mind that the business is going to keep going, the tenant's going to be taken care of and the investor is going to be taken care of too. So that the goal at the end of 2026, that's what it is. Okay. And for, uh, this is just my own pet P my own pet question. What's the biggest, what's the biggest myth, um, that you, that you think of when you think about property management, the biggest myth, that we're just in there for the money. Before you went in, yeah. Before you went in, you're thinking this, and now it's like that's a myth. I I was on some courses, online courses, and uh, lots of people are saying that property manager are just there to grab money from the investors, and they don't care about tenants. Maybe there are companies like that out there. I don't know. I, I can tell you that our first priority are these two: the tenants and the investors. Mm -hmm. Because if the investor is not happy with me, he's going to say, you know what, I'm going to go to your competitor in Kingston. If my tenant is not happy, maybe his tenant's not going to pay, tenant's going to damage, tenant's going to leave. 
if you have good mm-hmm. tenants, you want to keep them. So our we're right in the middle. It's a sandwich and we are the meat in the middle. Mm-hmm. So we need to please. We are in a service, service department that we need to please both sides. And it's not always easy. But to say that we are just in there for the money, if that was just for the money, I'm not going to lie to you, I wouldn't be there because it's not fun every day. It's not mm-hmm. fun every day because you have problems to resolve. You have issues with the property. It's, you know, if you're not able to problem solve, you're not in the right field. So, but there's way more good days and bad days. So that's why I'm staying in there. But if I was just in there for the money, I would find something else to do. Yeah, there's probably easier ways to make money than property <laughs> management. So if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to uh, to contact you? So AD Property Management on Facebook, you're going to see everything we do. We're going to see the process of our renovations. And uh, yeah, AD Property Management, you find us on Instagram, Facebook, internet. But if you want to see what we're all about, uh, the Facebook page is going to be a good place to go have a look at. Awesome. And AD, I know the French accent might be a little AD, bit AD, Alpha, Delta, yeah, Property. because it's his initials. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, now that makes sense. But yeah, A as an Apple, D is, yeah, the military guy giving me the Delta. So, and you know what? The AD, attentive, dynamic. Just put it that way. It's not attention deficit. It's not that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, time flies when you're having fun. I really appreciate you uh, jumping on the podcast here. And uh, until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.